We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast thursday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm half of your crew jason perone you can follow me on x slash twitter at jason perone you can also find some of my work over at game on wisconsin where i do the quick slides podcast Every Monday, along with me, as always, of Packer Report, is Mark Eckel. Mark, the Packers won a game. And looked pretty good doing it. In a game where I'll say this, and I know you have your thoughts too, but I'll just real simple, I'll simply state, listen, it's nice to see the Packers play against a team the way that they should play against that team based on the players that they're playing against. Yes, I agree with that. I, I, I wouldn't have, that's not quite how I would have worded it, but yes, I agree with everything that you just said. No, I mean... Listen, people said, oh, the Rams were, well, they're bad. Well, the Raiders and Broncos are bad, too. Yes. And the Packers didn't beat them. Right. So, you know, a win, listen, a win, at this point, a win was nice. And and it was a convincing win. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't one of them ones where you're, you know, hoping at the end or pulling it out at the end or, you know, they held them to three points, for God's sake. And I think That's pretty good. Yeah, and I think they should have. I mean, the Packers' defense is not going to shut the world down, but when you're playing against a quarterback who – a lot of analysts have said after the fact is not really a, a top NFL caliber quarterback, then you should have a pretty good day. I mean, you kind of should 
keep the opposing offense out of the end zone. Although, hey, with Puka Nakua, am I pronouncing it right? I still don't know if I'm saying it right. And yeah. Cooper Cup, those guys are still good players. I mean, it was, it's hard Great to make player. plays when the quarterback doesn't doesn't right. find them much. But kudos to the Packers defense for nearly pitching a shutout. They only gave up a field goal. and the pack- 50, 50 something yards. Too. Yeah, it was, that was, yeah, it was a long kick too. The defense was, was good. They forced some turnovers and got some pressure on the quarterback. Now clean things up a little bit though. Rashawn Gary offsides on the sack was disappointing and some of the pre-snap stuff. And I know there was some on the offensive side of the ball too. That's that stuff's just got to, I, I, I don't know. Again, that comes back to coaching. We've talked about coaching before and what are they doing and all that kind of stuff. But, Mark, I think you would agree winning at least makes some of the ills less illy. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, Rashawn Gary, you know, he, listen, he's a great player. We know that they, they just gave him a big contract. He had the back-to-back bad plays. You know, the one, he was, he was obviously offsides. I mean, that was, wasn't even close. And then the other one where he, he should have had a sack and he and he grabs Rippin's face mask, yeah. which he didn't really have to do. He, I think he could have wrapped them up without without grabbing the, the mask and getting the penalty. Yeah, I mean that's just that's careless plays by a guy that is too good to be making plays like like that. If you know if if that's a rookie doing that, you say, well, he's a rookie mistake. Rashawn Gary shouldn't make those mistakes. No, definitely not. Not at this point. Your best players have to play their best for you. That's just a simple fact. And so the, you can't make those kind of mistakes. I mean, on a bang-bang play, your your fingers, your hand gets caught in a face mask or something like that. Okay, that's fine. Right, you know, that can happen. But lining up, you've got to know where to line up. You've got to, yeah, that, that, right. you've got to line up right. So those are those are some frustrating things there. But it was also nice to see some some other things, too. Like Jair Alexander. Well, a lot of nice. Jair Alexander in the second half finally comes to life, makes some plays. I don't know if he finally just got ticked off and said, screw it, I need to make some plays. I'm tired of this garbage going on. And he got involved and tipped the ball up. He he was responsible for Anthony Johnson's first career interception, the youngster playing at safety. And he did okay back there and at... In, uh, in his role, because Rudy Ford didn't play. So Anthony Johnson got some time. Jonathan Owens had a strip sack, not something I ever thought I would say on this show or live into a microphone. So <laughs> congratulations to Simone Biles Boothang, Jonathan Owens, for making a great play. And Carrington Valentine, Mark. I mean, mm-hmm. say what you will about these are still, still Cooper Cup is still good receivers. The young man had a nice day. Wonderful. He was, yeah, he was the star today. And I mean, and you're, you're forgetting. Uh, I I looked at this game as it was a it was a, a testament to the draft class of twenty three. I thought Valentine played well. Uh, you you mentioned Anthony Johnson getting his first real play first start and first real playing time, and more more than held his own had a pick, but but played well not just a picky. I thought he did okay back there. I mean the Rams didn't beat him deep anywhere, and then the two defensive linemen Kobe Wooden. And Carl and Brooks. Brooks, I thought both of them had had very good games, especially after Kenny Clark went out with the shoulder injury. You thought, oh no, Kenny Clark's out, right? Those two guys really stepped up. The Rams didn't run them. I mean, you, you say Rippin, you know, he's a backup. Now he's out of the league. The Rams cut him, but you know, the Rams didn't run the ball well either against the Packers defense. The Packers shut the run down again for the second straight week, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the, those those four rookies played very well, and that's and that's what you want to see as this season goes on. We, we, I think we said this last week, but we want to see, on a, you know, what they win great. But more important, well, I don't want to say more important, nothing's more important than winning, but I want to see improvement from these young players 
on a week to week basis, both offense and defense. But we're 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 talking we're talking about the defense. So I want to see, you know, Wooden and Brooks and even Van, Van Ness, who hasn't done much. I thought he was pretty active last week. He didn't get any like, you know, splash plays, but he was he seemed to be around the ball. I think he he, he may have batted a pass down or, or a tip to pass, if I'm not mistaken. And then I, Isaiah McDuffie, he, he, you know, he's filling in for uh, Quay, Quay Walker. Had himself a very nice game as well. Mm-hmm. Another young—he's not a rookie, but he's a young player. You know, getting a rare start. Yeah, the young guys played well. Wooden blew up a fourth down play by himself. He beat a double team, came up, stuffed the play. Made, that was a, that was a big one. Carl Brooks has been very active. He's been good in, in the spots that he's played in. Had a field goal blocked. He got a hand up. These guys are making impacts and they're they're making plays. On Devontae Wyatt is doing okay when he gets out there and gets an opportunity to play. But yeah, like you said, when Kenny Clark goes down, that's when the opposing offense is like, oh, okay, this is this should ease up a little bit for us because, you know, they're, they're Pro Bowl defensive lineman who I know hasn't played great, great over the past couple seasons, but he's still Kenny Clark, isn't in there. But this is where the future looks bright. TJ Slayton's had, had some good games mm-hmm. of, of late too. The, you know, the defensive line, the rotation there is looking pretty, pretty nice. And they've got young players that can that can come in that can step in there. Now, Valentine, I want to see him do it again this week against the Steelers and be able to consistently do it and show us, okay, you can do you can be this because there's no Ross Zool anymore. So no. he's gotta step up and be somebody they can count on because I think they're they're still hoping that Eric Stokes can be available to them later this season. Jair will hopefully continue to improve. Again, I know what your theory on back injuries is. Same with me. Now, interestingly enough, Jair didn't practice on Wednesday. He was listed as out with a shoulder, not a back. So, but again, to your to your point, back injuries, you have a back injury, right? So right. that's, but hopefully something he can continue to play with now on the, uh, with the di- other, other players that didn't practice on Wednesday were Quay Walker. So Quay, Quay also did not practice. And then on the offensive side, you had Yash Nyman and also John Runyon, who didn't practice. Yash with the back, John Runyon with a neck, and then Quay with the groin. And then everybody else was that was limited. Uh, Christian Watson was was listed on the injury report with a back injury, but full participant. Aaron Jones, Elton Jenkins, Rudy Ford, Kenny Clark, all listed as limited. So that's good. But it's good to see. I I thought Kenny would might miss a couple of games, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Yeah. So that's so, so that that's good news. Yeah, yeah, it is. But the young guys, that just it's time to stack it up week after week, be consistent because it's the up down that's difficult. And we could say a lot about the offense and that's not our show. We're not the offensive side of the ball, but the up down is where it gets tough with the the consistency. And you want to see it. You want to see it continue to get better. And if, if Anthony Johnson, listen, I think you have to reward a big play, even though it was tipped, like he was in the right spot. He still made the pick. I think you have to reward that and get him out there if Rudy Ford is able to come back I I mean is it time that it's Johnson where, where you can eval him because Jonathan Owens is not the future at safety for the Packers no I no I, I would start Ford and Johnson and and have Owens as the third guy if you maybe put him in sub packages or you know if, if if you go with something different but yeah I would definitely play Anthony Johnson this so I would yeah Matter of fact, if in, in, in certain defenses, you would have Nixon, Ford, and Johnson out there, which kind of covers Incredible. the U.S. which covers the U.S. presidency from 1964 through 1976. Yeah, <laughs> all they got to do is sign a guy named Carter, and be through, and we can get it through to, to, to 1980. Yeah, that's true. Keep <laughs> a going. lot of Carters, a lot of Carters out there too. Are there any Reagans Carter. in the NFL? I, I don't think so. Or or 
well, there's a Kennedy or two, I think. But yeah, I'm sure there's Kennedys. Uh, we know we. I mean, we had it. Jared Bush was on this team for a while. Yeah, yes, they did. Adams. <laughs> Getting very. Uh, you know, there's some some Washingtons too. Uh, there's a Washington on Pittsburgh's on Pittsburgh. roster. Darnell Washington, the the rookie tight end. The Packers will be facing him, and and I was looking at the. Steelers depth chart here and I think this Mark as we were saying before the show this is the side of the ball on defense where I think the Packers have an advantage over the Steelers offense. The Steelers offense has not been any kind of a machine of any kind. It's Kenny Pickett at quarterback and he's not lighting the world on fire. He's he's okay but I think the X factor is that this team is led by a very good head coach in Mike Tomlin somebody I respect greatly. He's, oh, I, love I think he's he's the second longest tenured coach behind or, or is he even even ahead of reed well no belichick would be one bill that's right well reed depends on how you look at it if do, do you count tomlin's been longer with one team reed was philly and then kansas you know if you had if i think if you had yeah because no, mike, mike came over in 2009 to the steelers oh then no reed reed's way before that reed started in with the eagles in 99 okay right but he but but then he was you know then he left you know he then he went to kansas city in 2013 Okay. So, but so, see, Tom, as good as Tomlin is, and we agree, I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I, it boggles my mind when I hear Steeler fans, and there's a lot of Steeler fans down here for whatever reason, a lot of Pittsburgh transplants and uh, snowbirds, whatever. But they they criticize him, and I, I look at him like they're nuts. I'm like, do you guys like? You don't get it. Like this, <laughs> there's a lot of bad coaches in the league, and he's certainly not one of them. He's one of the better ones. Now they do. The the Steelers have the offenses answer to the Packers Joe Barry and and their offensive coordinator who gets highly criticized as well Canada so that that that's an, Canada versus Joe Barry is going to be a a matchup of two highly criticized coordinators not not a matchup that you want to come out of the on the wrong side of so as far as Pickett's receivers you've got George Pickens who was the Highly sought rookie last year. A lot of mocks to the Packers in 2022. Allen Robinson is still in the league. Former Chicago Bear. He's now with the Steelers. And Deontay Johnson, those are your receivers. I mentioned Darnell Washington at tight end. And we all know Najee Harris at running back. He is big. He's a lean machine. And he is the one that where Jair hurt his shoulder on the tackle a couple of years ago in that game at Lambeau Field. So, and as far as the... Uh, offensive line goes. It's Dan Moore at left tackle, Isaac Siumalo at left guard, Mason Cole at center. Former Eagle. Yep, Mason, former Eagle. James Daniels at right guard. And then it's, I think it's Broderick Jones at right tackle. So Yes, their first round pick. So there's your, there's your Steelers offense. So this is, again, this is an area where if the Packers defense is going to come out ready to play and, and they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot and line up off sides and all that other kind of stuff, I think they can be okay having your veteran in Devondre Campbell back in the middle. Isaiah McDuffie played really well. He's coming up, and, and if Quay Walker can't play, I think you feel a little bit better about what McDuffie can do. He's not Quay, but you feel a little bit better about what he can do. I mean, I think the defense has has an opportunity to keep the Packers in this game and, and not stress the offense to have to score a bunch of points. Oh, yeah, Pittsburgh's not going to roll. Pittsburgh's a team that they they try to beat you with, with their defense. So, yeah, they're not... I don't see Pittsburgh putting up like a big number here. They really haven't done that much all, all year. I mean, they're, they're one game they scored 26 against Cleveland, but I think the defense scored. They I, I know they scored a touchdown them, and they may have they may have scored two or set one another one up. But you see some of their their scores. 
17-10, 24 17, 20 to 10. Uh, they did beat Tennessee. Uh, you know, yeah, twenty to sixteen. They they try to keep. They're a team that wants to keep the game in the in the twenty to the teens area. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's what they want to do. I, I mean, I, oh, I shouldn't say that's what they want. They everybody wants to score more, but no, Pittsburgh. They're like you said. Pickett has not taken that that jump that Steeler fans had hoped he would take. You know, he was their first round pick, quarterback out of out of Pitt. You know, he, he he's playing as he's he's one of the few players in the league that can say they played their college football and, and NFL football in the same stadium, same home stadium. That doesn't happen too often. But so far this year, he's he's completing 61% of his passes. He's only averaging 186 yards a game, six touchdowns, four interceptions. He's been sacked 17 times. So they, they do protect him pretty well, only, only two sacks a game. So that's not, you know, that's not bad. But the, the, when you think of the great Steeler teams, when, when, when they're really good and they're rolling – they run the ball pretty well, and they're not running as well so far this season, halfway through the season, as they ha- as they have in the past. You mentioned Najee Harris, the big back for, um, at Alabama, hundred carries for three hundred eighty-two yards, three point eight average. That's that's okay. I mean, it's not it's not bad, but you expect more from from a guy like 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 Najee. Yeah, under under four yards a carry. I mean, the Packers are averaging four yards a carry too. I mean, and they've had some games where their running game was just bunk. That wasn't very right. good at all. So, yeah, I mean, the, what what you're used to seeing is the, you know, a cloud of dust in 3 yards type of type of thing. It's going to be a defensive battle. Well, as far as the line, the, the Steelers are three and a half point favorites at home. The over and under would seem to accentuate your point mark. It's 39 points for this game. Yeah, that's about right. So um, yeah. just under 20 each or, or 20 to 19, somewhere around that. So exactly what you said. I think if the Packers can do what they've done, because they still haven't. I know they've given up more than 20 in a game twice to, to the Lions and to the Vikings. Right. But you also had a special team score in the in the Vikings game, which unless I'm misremembering. Yeah. But I, yeah no, which, no, no. which wasn't against what wasn't against the actual defense. So. I think if if the Packers can keep it under 20, they've got a pretty good chance. Now, obviously, what happens on the other side of the ball is important, too. They're going to have to be okay and productive. And you've got Aaron Jones. Again, He's didn't practice on Wednesday. Now, we'll see because it sounded like Matt LaFleur, when he spoke on Wednesday, said, hey, we're not afraid to give him the, give him the rock again if we need to. And if you're trying to win some games and keep your team up, well, uh, you're going to have to feed Aaron Jones. That's going to have to be a part of your weekly strategy unless he just can't do it because A.J. Dillon has been better, but better against a very terrible start. So if graded on a curve, he's still eh, average to a little bit below average. Well, here's the thing. And I, I know we're not supposed to talk a lot about the offense. That's another day of the, from the pack and day. But in, in my opinion, and just you know from watching the games, Dillon is better when he's – he's a lot better when he's – Aaron Jones's compliment and and not the guy. You know what I'm saying? When when Jones was out, which was most of this year so far, Dylan had to be the guy and he's just not that. It's just not you know, I don't know what why, but he's but he's just better as the the big back coming in to wear down the line after Jones does does his thing against him, you know? And that, and that's what you want. I mean, they worked well last week, I thought. They, I thought they complimented each other very well. And, hey, I know it was garbage time, but but the kid Wilson got in and ran the ball pretty well. Yep, yeah. But, getting, but back to the Packer defense, I think, as always, the key in this game is going to be the Packers' front, A, stopping Najee Harris. Don't, you know, make, make Pickett. Don't give him second and five and third and one. 
give them second and eight and third and seven, you know, make them have to beat you. Yes. Make, make them, don't let them, don't, don't put the Steelers in easy, in, in easy spots, you know, stop the run first. Number one, stop the run. And we saw Joe Barry last week do some things that we haven't seen him do a lot of in his couple years here. And he loaded the box a lot. They had eight men in the at least seven, and a lot of times eight men up in the box. Which, and again, they're playing a bad quarterback, so maybe he felt he could he could do that. But he's not playing Joe Montana this week either. So, you know, again, stop the run, stop Najee Harris, make, and then when it is passing downs, that's when the Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, whoever's out there, and then the interior too, Brooks, Wooden, Clark, whoever, get some pressure on on Pickett. Don't don't give him a clean pocket. If you don't sack him, at least make him hurry him, make him throw the ball sooner than he wants or throw it away or, you know, make his life a little more un- uncomfortable. Like they made Rippin. Un- un- I mean, listen, again, it's 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 a backup, but they made him very uncomfortable at times. Yeah, they did. And that's that is the penalties, the keeping the game clean. That's that's a big key is keep it clean. You never know how the officiating crew is going to call it, how closely they're going to call pass interference and some of that other stuff too. The illegal contact, holding, all those types of things. Obviously, you don't want a bunch of those types of penalties, but just play a clean game. If you don't commit a lot of penalties, because this is, you know, the, the offense has notoriously started very slow. You know, they barely, they, you know, once again, they were on the doorstep of scoring a touchdown in the first quarter. And then the first quarter ended. And then on the first snap of the second quarter, they punched it in. Darren Jones punched it in. And finally, they get a touchdown. So you know that you're going to have to play clean and keep it close early on. Don't let this whole, you know, home thing. I I don't know the home crowd. I don't know how loud it still gets in Pittsburgh for this particular team. I would imagine that they're probably a lot like Green Bay, where you've got a lot of longtime Steelers fans that are there. It's It's a uncommon opponent. It's a place that they haven't played. But maybe... Having a young team that hasn't played there before or doesn't know and doesn't care is is helpful. So they just come in and they're like, hey, I'm just going to play ball. I don't care what our record is here. I mean, remember what the Falcons care, how much they cared about Packers being undefeated in the playoffs yeah. at Lambeau in 2002. So just go and let it all hang out. But play a clean game and let's not have these double-digit penalties and just these stupid mistakes that are just killing this team over and over and over again. The communication, it seemed like, and again, it's easy against an offense that's just not doing anything at all and what the Rams put out there. But let's not have any communication errors because these receivers, Robinson and Pickens, will absolutely carve you apart. And George Pickens right now apparently not thrilled with life in Pittsburgh. Apparently he scrubbed his social media. The whole thing that these young players are doing right now when they're unhappy is they scrub their social media. They remove all references to their home team and they start unfollowing their teammates and all this other stuff too. He wants to reestablish himself. And so he might smell a little blood in the water. Even though the Packers defense is the better side of the ball, they're still having struggles this year. He might smell some blood in the water. It's got to be clean. You got to make sure you've got him accounted for because otherwise it's it's a big day and he's on ESP he's on Sports Center top ten. Well, you know I'm I'm a big fan of yes. George Pickens. I I wanted him in Green Bay. I, I thought he was going to be in Green Bay, but he as it turned out he you know they they took some other guys instead and he fell to Pittsburgh. A little bit of a diva as a lot of wide receivers are, but sometimes you know I don't, not that I'm I'm con- condoning his behavior last week because they beat Tennessee and he's complaining. I don't see, I don't, 
I don't like when players complain after a win. You won the game. That's what it's, you know, so you didn't get the ball much. Okay. But your team won the game. So whatever they did worked. If they used you as a decoy or whatever it was, it worked. You won the game. Now, when you lose a game and you don't get the ball, complain all you want because, hey, maybe that's why we lost because I didn't get the ball enough. So I don't like seeing him do that, but I still like him as a player. You're right. He's the guy. I would think if 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 Jair is healthy, you you know you try to shadow him as much as possible with with Jair on on him. You know you can't get it every every play, obviously, but you I would try to do that as much and then let let Valentine take on Johnson, who's also a good receiver. Johnson. Well, here's her stat: Pickens through eight games has 30 catches for 521 yards. Pretty impressive, 17.4 yards per car, uh, per catch. Johnson has 23 catches, 20, 23 catches for 302 yards. Uh, it's a little, little over 13 yards a catch. I, I would match up. I would match. I would try to match up Valentine on Johnson and Alexander on on Pickens, and take it from 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 there. I mean, they, the tight end you, you you mentioned Darnell Washington, another guy that I I had I, I you know I liked in the draft that. He fell. You, you, you kind of knew he. I mean, he's he's a tackle-sized tight end. He's he's big as hell. But he's not. He hasn't been really involved in the past. He's he only has two two catches. He he has four targets in eight games. He's caught two of them. One was a ten-yard catch. The other was a seven-yard catch. So I mean, he's not. He's he's more block. He's more in there to help the run game. You know, by by blocking as mm-hmm. an in, in, inline blocker and yep and 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 then help help. help protect Kenny Pickett on, on on passing downs but so the Packers don't have a they don't have a tight end per se to worry about as they've had in past weeks although isn't it doesn't it always seem like the Packers are the team that somebody breaks out and they get their feet under them against like this <laughs> this could end up being the game where, yeah, where Washington <laughs> ends up catching seven or eight balls and scores a couple touchdowns oh, and Starts building his career from there. Who knows? I mean, let's hope not. I, it's yeah. Let's let's uh, yeah. Let's hope not. I mean, the the like I said, the Packers defense. This is the side of the ball, and I feel like we've been on the good side of the equation here, Mark. It's just the nature of the team because there's more veterans and and they're some of the best, most of the best players right now are on defense because the offense is so incredibly young. Is this is the side? Of, this is the side of the ball that has the chance to, if they do the thing, keep it manageable and make it make it doable for the offense. It's I think it's the other part of the year, the other side of the equation. That's a little bit more. If, if we're talking about it, it's more of an X factor for how. This oh, game oh absolutely. Absolutely. But this package, like you say what I was impressed with last week. And I said, that's how I started by saying I was impressed with the rook, the four, the four rookies on, on the actually five. If you count Van, Van Ness, Van Ness, Wooden, Brooks, Valentine, Johnson, that's five rookies that, played a lot i mean the, the packer defense has not been a hundred percent most of the year you know you had campbell out early so you had walker out there playing now campbell comes back and walker's out so they haven't been what they want at linebacker jair was has been hurt and is playing hurt at times stokes hasn't played at all on defense he played what four special team snaps and pulled the hamstring mm-hmm. you had ford out ford was out last week savage is is out for at least another couple of weeks Razul, of course, has been traded to Buffalo. So I mean, they, you know, they they haven't they haven't had the eleven guys that they thought and wanted to have out there at the same time much at all. So right. I'm giving you know you have to. And again, I know everybody wants to kill Joe Barry, but 
you have to give Joe Barry a little bit of a little bit of credit. You know, be begrudgingly give him credit if you're an anti-Joe Barry guy that he's done a pretty nice job with a with a lot of young players having to play because the starters are out. And like I said last week, I thought Wooden and Brooks stepped up with Clark out. Um, Duffy certainly stepped up with Walker out. Valentine had a marvelous game and and you know Johnson had a good even Rudy Ford for the, for the most part like we, we talked about him last week he's a guy that we were all kind of like mm, Rudy Ford's going to start right I mean they and even they tried I think they you know they signed the kid Moore who got hurt the kid from San Francisco team his whole career has been marred by injury and they signed Owens I don't know if they really want it for the but for the beer starter but he has been and you know until he got hurt he was playing pretty well so the Packer defense has been getting some nice performances from guys that, you know, we weren't sure about. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, and and again, the, the I like to see the I guess I just I, I might have been a little bit of fool's gold, but I love seeing these young players play well. And then that becomes kind of the intriguing thing for the next week where I want to see them continue to do well and continue to to get really good. Like I'm just going to pick a random example because there have been way more more recent, but Back in 2009, I was absolutely like yoked up for Des Bishop. I wanted him to get on the field more because I was like, this guy just seems like if he plays more, he's going to be so good. And then sure enough, look what happened. He got an opportunity to play. Now, unfortunately, that was because Nick Barnett got hurt. But he gets in there and he makes some great plays. So it's like, okay, you got Carrington Valentine, Isaiah McDuffie, Anthony Johnson Jr. It's like, this is what we want to see. We want to see a glimpse of the future. And if they go out there and Valentine does not lack any confidence, he got in front of the media and was like, I watch film. I was there all day. I, I know who I was playing against. And he still made plays. He's not afraid of the moment, not afraid of who he's going up against. He just wants to go out and play football. Great. That's what we need. We need a little more of those playmakers and that dog mentality on defense. Maybe he's going to bring that. That's that's what I'm excited to watch in, in this game is when – the matchup that you should. And I think Mark, it's safe to say based on how the season has gone, the Packers are very likely going to hold Pittsburgh, even though they're at home and all the other stuff too, uh, to, I would say 23 or less. There's a good chance that that's going to happen. That's, that's pretty manageable. But again, they got to play mistake free football and they can't, they can't be racking up the penalties and killing themselves with a bunch of, uh, again, pass interference, holding, lining up offside, just the dumb stuff. Right. And what that what they also have to do. Uh, back to Valentine for a second. You talked about you know talking after the game and stuff. Apparently, he has that little chip on his shoulder of being a seventh round pick. He has. Um, I forget who, who who wrote it. I don't know if it was Bill Bill Huber or Rob Demonsky. I read it somewhere that he has a in his phone. He has a list of every cornerback taken ahead of him in last year's draft. Mm-hmm. As a reminder, that, yep. you know where I went and all these guys ahead of me. I think Richard Sherman did that uh, back in the day because he was a low pick for for Seattle that turned out to be a great player. And I'm not listen. I'm not saying Carrington Valentine is going to be the next Richard Sherman, but but he has that same you know yeah I was taking the seventh. I should have been. I should have gone higher in the draft because I like that. I like that. Whatever it takes to motivate you, if that's what it takes. That you know you were a low pick and you keep those guys' names ahead of you. And, uh, that that's great. You know? Well, it's worked well uh, for Amon Ross St. Brown in Detroit. He does the same thing. Yes, he does. Okay, whatever, whatever works. I mean, that you know, I, listen. Uh, but I like, I do like Valentine's attitude now. And again, he bounced back. He's a guy that we 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 we, we spoke about him last week as well because he was great in, in the summer, both in the in the in the preseason games, which you know, they're games, but 
like I think you said last week, people don't really need, there's no game planning involved, and there's you're playing against some backup guys, whatever. But he was good every day in camp as well. Like he, the, the guys that that cover training camp, you know, every day they they had a a, a thing about. Valentine made a play here. Valentine made a play there. Valentine did this. Valentine. It was like every day when they practiced against the Bengals, he he was he looked great, going against you know Jamar Chase and 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 T Higgins. So I mean he had, he's a guy that looked like he was going to be something, and then he didn't play very well in the limited time he, he had earlier in the year, especially the early in the Broncos game, he got picked on mm-hmm. and and did not you know. Sutton beat him two or three times in a row, I believe. Yeah, on on third down, he did. Now the second half of that game, he did play better. He kind of shook it off, and but showed me something a little bit too. So, yeah, he's a kid that. Listen, they traded Douglas. Stokes is hurt. He's going to be your. He's going to be your starting. He might be your starting corner the rest of the year because we don't know when Stokes is going to come back. How healthy he's going to be when he comes back. And if Valentine keeps playing well, guess what? Stokes is going to be your your number three. He's going to be the backup, at least for now. I mean. So yeah, there you know, and you know, going looking going forward, you know, you could never have enough good good corners. But you know, the, the, I don't know where drafting a corner is on the, on in the Packers' mind right now. But the better Valentine plays, the less of a need that, that becomes because you're going to have Alexander and Stokes next year. You know, so if you're starting off with three good corners, yeah, you might want another one, but you don't have to take them too early if he's going to be your fourth corner well if, if if all the bumps and bruises of this season are happening and they're gonna they're not gonna win a bunch of games or they're gonna be a middling team then they at least need to come out of it knowing who they have for next year and beyond before the draft right. right because you obviously need a game plan for who you're going to take in the draft the packers have acquired some more capital at the russell douglas trade and so they're going to have some more picks in the top 100 they're going to have a chance to add some more good players yeah, you need to know what you're what you're doing, and the, the you know there's going to be some other hopefully no major injuries, but that can also impact some stuff too. But yeah, put Valentine out there. I mean, I, I, his attitude and his approach, you can't hate it. And at this point, based on where he was taken, I mean, there's only a chance for upside because you're asking a player drafted quite low to perform and, and rise up and become a starter. It's not unheard of. It can certainly happen. There have been plenty of really good players that have come out of the sixth and seventh round. Hopefully he can be one of them for Green Bay and they're going to need him. So whether it's by accident or not, or obviously you don't anticipate Eric Stokes going back on injured reserve after coming back from one game after being on pup and missing a year. But unfortunately he is out that that opens up a window for next man up. And it just so happens that this year's team, the next man up are players that they need to see. And they need to know if, if they're, they're going to be good. They're already getting a good look at those defensive linemen that you mentioned before and we know about, obviously, Jaden Reed on offense is a big part of the game plan. The tight ends, Musgrave. Finally, again, I know it's not an offensive show, but finally, Mark, I said, I just tweeted right before it happened, too. I said, the universe's sick joke for Packers fans is that Jordan Love and Luke Musgrave are not going to connect on a play, on a pass, where Musgrave can actually run after he catches it. <laughs> and then he finally caught one and got, and yep. look what happens when he actually kept his feet. He scored a yeah. touchdown. That was a great play. Yeah. That really was that. That the, the you know we we've been on Matt Lafleur a little bit. Great design by him. Great call, and great execution by Love and the offense and and Musgrave. That that was just a really really nice nicely drawn up and well executed play for for a big touchdown that kind of put the game away. Yeah, it was it was. So I know what. So I'm going to ask you this because I am as far as a player on defense who I think is going to have a big game. 
this week. I, I have to say, I think Rashawn Gary is looking to atone for some of the mistakes that he made last week because he wanted to be in more a part of the party of the defense, holding the Rams out of the end zone, playing well. He had a couple of mistakes. He's a hard worker. That's not really characteristic for him and his game. I think he comes out looking to do some damage in this one, and I would love to see it. You know, get some get some early pressure, help the Packers keep the Steelers out of the end zone. Maybe the offense can get going a little bit sooner, a little bit earlier, and then you're you know if they're fortunate enough to be sitting on a lead again, then that helps your game plan on both sides of the ball. Who do you think ends up being? a step-up guy on defense this week. Gary, you you took a good one. So I'll go somewhere else. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Devontae Wyatt. I think this is his coming out party. He's been close. He's, he's, he's made a play here or there. I'm looking at the interior of the Steelers offensive line. Isaac Samalo, the former Eagle. I know him a little bit. He's okay. Better run blocker than, than, than pass blocker. I can see Wyatt giving him some some trouble. Gary is going to be going against the rookie, Roderick Jones. So that could be, Roderick Jones, you know, he's a good rookie, but he's still a rookie. So Gary might show him some things he hasn't seen before, hopefully. But I'm just to go be a little different. I, I, I'm, I'm going to count, I'm going to see why it gets a lot of pressure, gets some inside pressure on, on Pickett and, and does a, a good job of stuffing Najee Harris at the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're going to need it. They're going to need it. That's the side of the ball that I think can help make it manageable. And, and if you're going to get turnovers, Who's going to get them? Well, that, Your defense. Yep. But well, that's the thing. Or special That's team. the thing that I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, that that's what this defense needs to do. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I started off before saying the number one thing they have to do is stop the run, right? And put Pickett in those third and eights and third and nines instead of, instead of third and one or third and two. With that said, then get a, you know, get a fumble, get a, get a sack fumble, get an interception, make, make life easier on the offense. Give the offense the ball at midfield or at, or in plus territory. Instead of making them go 80 yards, you know that helped last week. They they they, they did a couple of turnovers. The Packers got on on defense or helped the offense. So that, yeah, that would be that would be nice. So I, that that was what the defense. A couple of games that they played well in in terms of not allowing a lot of points and and keeping teams in, but they didn't get any turnovers. Mm-hmm. And and to me that I'd, I'd rather I guess you know how I feel. I don't care how many yards how many yards they give up because until they start giving you points for yards, right? I don't care. Keep the score down. But number two is get turnovers because that's what wins games. Most more times than not, if you win the turnover battle, you win the game. And especially in a game that we think is going to be in the you know in a twenty to seventeen kind of range, those turnovers are going to come in handy. Yeah, punch that ball out. Keyshawn Nixon's been aggressive. He had a had a nice stop and punched punched the ball out on a goal line. And the other other defender they they did have the fumble last week that Devondre recovered as well. So. Get after, just get after it. I mean, get out there and have fun and take some chances. And I mean, not not to the detriment of the defense anywhere. You're giving up big plays and stuff like that. Like make the tackle or or defend the pass. Don't throw it all away. You know, going for an interception or a, or a fumble and not make the tackle and a guy just go streaking down the sidelines for a score. But yeah, this is this is where you kind of establish that tone and and you kind of create the identity of this is what you do. I mean, there were some Packers defenses in the past that you could count on. You just knew that a turnover was coming. You're like, okay, it's coming. They're going to turn the ball over at some point and someone's going to make a big play. Now, of course, those were the Charles Woodson, Nick Collins days. And of course, those guys were enforcing turnovers and stuff like that. But you got young guys out there. Let's go. Let's make this the, let's make this the thing and, and give these guys some juice because then going into next year and beyond, they already come in knowing who they are. They've got confidence. They've got a year of experience under their belt. 
And maybe the runway isn't so long to get back to a better team. And I'm not saying that they can't get better this season, but again, they beat a they beat a, a Brett Rippin led Rams team. Okay, that's great. Again, they did what they were supposed to at Lambeau Field at home. Got finally got something fun for the home crowd to see. Uh, and there was some rain in that one. Mark it rained a little bit, and then the sun yeah. came out at the end. The cold <laughs> well, rain. So I hope you're ready for your your trek there for the Chiefs game. It's gonna be a little chilly. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> it's, gonna be a little, it's gonna be a little chilly for that one. So, all right. So we think the defense has a chance to keep the Packers in it. So the question is, will they? So how does this game shake out in your eyes? I'm, you know, it's only Wednesday. I, I know we have to make a pick. I could, I'm, I'm gonna give you a pick now, but I'm, don't. I may, I got a couple more days before I put it in the, put it online with, my, with for Packer Report. I'm leaning. I'm gonna say the Packers somehow pull this game out. They're gonna do something they've never done in the history of the franchise. And that's play three one-point games in the same season. They're going to win 17-16, and that will be their third one. They they won. They beat the Saints by a point. They lost by a point to the Falcons. They've never had three one-point games in the same season. Okay. I don't know if you knew that. So I'm going with history in the making, their third one-point game, and they win the game 17-16. Interesting. Okay, I like it. Well, I'm also going one point. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going one point, but it's a little bit different. So I am looking at the history here. And, and over the course of different Packers teams playing in Pittsburgh, none of this matters because these aren't the same players and same teams. But there is something about, about Pittsburgh. The Packers play them tough. They play yeah, them tough. Man. And in 2009, there was a magical last play of the game. Big Ben you know, throws a, a touchdown to beat the Packers after they, they moved ahead. They probably should have won that game. They were in, in great position to win, but they didn't. Steelers get a, get a win in 2009. And then in 2017, it was Brett Hundley in for Rodgers. He was recovering from the collarbone. And the Packers made a game of it, but they couldn't they couldn't overcome uh, the deficit and they ended up losing that game. I think it's going to end up 2019 Steelers. Mm, And I said I wouldn't pick the Packers until they won a game and they did win a game. So it's not like I'm picking against Green Bay because I'm still mad and jaded and all that stuff. No, (laughs) I just I'm going with the history. It's a tough place to play. I still think this is this this is a tough, tough game. But if the Packers do win this game. This is a really quality win. Yeah. This is the best win of their season so far. And I don't care what the quality of, of you know, the sure. fact that because you got to take Tomlin, the head coach, it's on the road out east, all that stuff into account, all of the factors. Then this becomes their big, their big win. And then you can potentially build on that because you've got some tough games coming up. You're playing in Detroit. You're hosting the Chargers. And you got, of course, the Chiefs. Yeah, there. that's that's that's. Three, that's three real good teams. Very, very good teams. That And if you went, listen, if this year's team wins even one of those three games, I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. Yeah. I'm you know, and, you and, and regardless of what happens in, in Pittsburgh, and it's an AFC game on the road. This is actually the AFC game that was based on, this is like the 17th game, if you will, kind of based on who, how they finished last year. And so this was their... There and so they're on the road, and then next year, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, next year they'll host an AFC team from yes, one of the other the divisions AFC, that they the don't AFC East. that they don't oh, play. From the let me tell you where it's going, who it's going to be. Okay, it's going to be from the AFC East, and right now Packers are in third place, and so are Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Oh boy, but, but but it won't be Zach Wilson a quarterback next year for the oh, New York Jets. Oh <laughs> boy, oh boy, and we know if it, and it's in Green Bay. Get your popcorn ready. Oh, if you, uh, if you, if you, if anyone wants a spoiler alert as to which game Jason's going to next year, 
I will tell you. I will tell you right now. I don't care if that game is on a Tuesday night. I am absolutely, positively going to be at that one. I will. And again, a, a lot could happen between now and the end of the season. The Jets could come in fourth. Packers could come in second. You know. But as of today, they're both in third place. That's Indeed. All I'm saying. Indeed. All right. Um, so Mark's got the Packers winning. I've got the again, Steelers. Now, I, 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 I'm, I'm so up in the air on this one. I, I really am. Uh, you, you brought up the AFC team. Well, I have a stat for you that the, the AFC has dominated the, the NFC this year, too, by the way. They're 31 and 16 in, in, inter, in interdivision game, or conference games. Okay. The AFC holds a commanding 31 16. And I think four of the AFC's losses are from the Patriots. Okay. So, you know, take the Patriots out of the mix and it's even worse. Yeah. Um, the Packers are, are, are already 0-2 against the AFC mm-hmm. and lost to two bad AFC teams. Right. So, you know, my, I, was, I, was getting, I was picking the Packers, uh, the, the Steelers, and I still may switch back. Like I said, if I picked a one-point game, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a, 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 a defensive-oriented game, I think. I just, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a homer for now. And pick the Pack. And pick the Packers, yeah. They lost. I don't think it. I'm. I'm not going to pick them. I'm not going to pick them the next three weeks. I don't think. No, that's going to be tough. Well, they lost the two AFC West games. They should have won. Those were the two that yes. they were supposed to win to avoid the sweep. Now it looks like it could be an AFC West sweep against the Packers sure. if things go the way that they should. At, at least as the way they they look on paper. But we'll see how the game plays out. It's an early one again on Sunday. And I can tell you right now, in my locale, thank goodness for the Sunday ticket because uh, gone are the days where the Packers are were on TV all the time. Now the oh. other the other thing too is that the Cardinals play here as well, and so if they happen to be playing in the same time slot, then that's obviously going to bump the Packers out. And there's also also the TV stuff and whatever. But um, I'm actually getting them this week. That'll be good. I don't, so have, to, I don't the, have to I don't have to go to Cheese Island. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love going to to Segrus and. Being, being up on Cheese Island with all the Packer fans, but it's a lot easier just to stay home. And yeah. this is our local game. I, I kind of thought it would be because there's so many, like I said earlier, there's so many Pittsburgh people living here. And, you know, here that, that, like the Steelers, I guarantee you there's more Steeler fans than Panther fans in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guarantee you. From- there's, no, there's no Panther bars here. There's about, there's about three Steeler bars. So from the comfort. <laughs> Of your living room, yes, you will watch. Excellent. All right. Yes. So, what before we go? What is up in Packer Report? What is coming up? Well, coming up uh, will be my preview of this game, and then again immediately after the game will be my instant analysis, which will be more instant than 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 because I'm I don't have to drive home. I'll, I'll be home. I can actually you know get some stuff done during the game even. So it'll be up very very soon after the end of the game. Excellent. Very good. And I'll have a Quick Slants podcast out on Monday recapping Packers Steelers and all the thoughts and takeaways from that game. First thing, bright and early next week. So everybody enjoy the rest of your week. We got one more day until the weekend. Only a few more days till Packers football is back. Enjoy the game. It's the Packers versus the Steelers. Two old school football teams going at it. Everyone have a great one. Thanks for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. And as always, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.